Good morning, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Truly Your VA with Janice. And today I have an amazing guest. Today is Thursday, October the 25th. And <laughs> you know what? In a different location, there may you may hear barking dogs, you may hear seagulls, but we go with it because the girl next door of spirituality is going to get us in that positive, good vibe. Hello, everyone, again, and welcome back to the Truly Your VA podcast. I'm so excited to have you. I'm so excited to be back. It's wonderful to be back again. Yes, you previously were on on June 23rd. Ignore all the noise in the background. That was two months ago. Yeah, two months ago. And we had such an amazing conversation. And when we did our post-podcast chat, I said, we got to schedule. We have to schedule you on to come back again. So I just want to give everyone a little backdrop. You are a serial entrepreneur, certified coach, a spiritual teacher, an international speaker, and an avid follower of your passions. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, well, I combine my business with business strategies and spirituality. So I help entrepreneurs to align their energy using all the spiritual work, um, change their mindset and create positive daily habits. So we're basically helping them do a 360 and shifting their business, but also the core part of my program is all about mindset. So we're really working on that and getting them to believe in themselves and believe in what's possible. I love that. And because everything really, um, as we know, is centered around our mindset. It's, it's not something that we, okay, here's mindset. All right, I'm good to go. It's something that I work on every day and probably I'm sure many of your clients do as well. What would you say um, <laughs> about the, the daily habits? And I know that we talked about this before, but I think it is so important the daily habits that can contribute it toward a positive mindset, like lead us in the right direction. Because I know when I work on my routine, even though I'm in a a different place, I do have a typical morning routine and that really does set the tone for my day. A routine really helps to ground you as well. And the routine doesn't have to be spiritual based, you know, on every level, because there's so much um, logic based. So waking up in the morning and rather than thinking, oh my God, you know, it's going to be one of those days again, but actually go, you know what, it's going to be a great day. Even if you don't feel it in your vibration, but if you say it because the brain starts to believe what you're going to tell it. So just say it and start yourself in that positivity Physically, I mean, when we have a routine, you've really got to look at all three elements, mental, physical, spiritual. So mental, I wake up, I listen to positive podcasts. YouTube has loads. I mean, absolutely loads of things that you can listen to. So there's absolutely no excuse for somebody to say, unless, of course, it's a choice, which is absolutely respected. But, you know, that they can't find something because you don't even have to pay for those. So listen to things that are positive. Read if you're into reading rather than audio. That's absolutely fine. 
physically exercise. Not, you've, one of the things that I'm very mindful of is that we all have a different body clock. So follow your body clock. If you're not a morning exercise person, but you're a you know, midday, evening, that's absolutely fine. It's still classed as a routine because it's about grounding yourself daily. But physical activity, even if it's walking, it doesn't have to be a cardio, is all about raising that serotonin, raising that feel-good factor and helping you to feel positive and good about yourself. And then of course, spiritual, everybody talks about spiritual because there's the journaling, there's the affirmations, but there's also the, um, and why has it gone out of my head relating to that? But meditation, probably because I don't do it. <laughs> Reason why I don't do it is because there's so many different ways to meditate. You don't need to be sitting in a room in a quiet room, staring at a candle, chanting or, or quietening your mind, because meditation is about being in that moment. So it could be done while you're walking, while you're gardening, whatever brings you in that present moment, that is meditation, because it's clearing your mind. It's just, you know, being there. So yeah, so there's so many daily routines and habits that people can take on board that don't cost anything but your time to yourself, a gift to yourself, and make it happen. And again, you don't have to do every single thing. It's whatever resonates with you. But it's knowing that you're going to do it consistently every day, like you have. You're in a different environment, but you haven't gone, okay, no, those only apply to my own home. Every time I'm traveling, I'm still at some way doing my routine. It might be tweaked, it might be a little, you know, um, different, but it's all about grounding yourself and bringing that positivity into you. And that is so true. And I, I love what you said about, you know, the physical activity part, because it doesn't have to be like overwhelming in the sense of, oh my God, I now I have to go to the gym and like, don't make it a chore. It could be something as simple as you said, like, you know, gardening or, you know, maybe it's that quiet time. Yeah. For instance, when you take the dogs for a walk over here, yeah. it's a little noisy, but, <laughs> you know, I, I go with the flow. Yeah. But also being able to, you know, know that those daily habits, whatever they are, the keying into the mindset in such a way as to not make it complicated. Yeah. And, and that is so important because from my own experience, I remember, and trust me, I followed so many of the top experts, done the 5 a.m. wake up, done this, you know, done that. And until I stood my, understood my body clock and how my energy works at what time of day, I wasn't able to make it a lifestyle rather than a change because we've all heard of, you know, at the beginning of the year, we all joined the gym, we're all going to do it, then February hits and none of us are doing it. We've not kept up with the routine. We've not kept up with anything because people have been looking at it as a short-term goal that it's just, you know, for now, but you actually need to look at your daily habits as a lifestyle because you're incorporating it into your lifestyle rather than as a short-term thing for you just to obtain right now. And when you change it into that mindset, and that will be with your 
you know, what you're eating, eating better. I have 80-20 rule. You know, I love my treats. I love my things. But 80% of the time, I am watchful, mindful of what I'm eating. So it's incorporating that and thinking of your daily habits as a lifestyle because they're part of you just as waking up, showering, brushing your teeth. It's a part of you. You can't kind of start your day until those things are done. Uh, that is so key because for me, you know, I get excited when I talk about this stuff. You get out of bed, you put your feet on the ground. That's a habit. And I think people often kind of steer away from those other important things, including it, including it as a different lifestyle, not saying, um, okay, you have to do this, this, and this. Like you have to do what feels right for you. Exactly. And a lot of the stuff, you know, that I've said, you tweak according to you. I might choose to do cardio six days a week. You might choose to walk six days a week because you're taking the dogs out for an hour long walk, hiking, you know, whatever. You've got to do the habit according to how it resonates with you, not because an expert does it. So automatically you need to incorporate it, tweak it. Yes, they do it, but how can you do it that you get enjoyment out of it? Because nothing is going to become a habit unless you kind of start thinking it of, okay, this is something I'm going to enjoy doing as well. Exactly. And you know, the, the thing about, you know, you would mention like, you know, January 1st, typically everyone's like, ah, you know, let's go to the gym, you know, let's do this. Like, and then of course, you know, starting in mid-December, you'll see all those, hey, the new year's coming up, all the different advertisements for, you know, try this, you know, and you can lose your, your holiday weight. <laughs> Where is if we kind of just took a step back and say, okay, I want to make a lifestyle change for me, hmm. um, not only in my personal life, but that does translate over into our business lives. And that is the greatest part, I think, of what you do. You really, you, you're, you're such an avid um, spiritual person in the sense of like, look at things not as maybe the way you want them, but in the way that they complement your lifestyle. I think it's important. And thank you so much for that compliment. Um, I think it's important because I've learned from my own experience. I've literally, if you named so many things, I'd probably say, yeah, done that, tried that, done that, tried that, done that, tried that, because my journey has been long. So even though you might just be, you know, meeting me now and thinking, oh yeah, she's probably just done them, you know, recently. My journey has been long. So I've tried trial and error of so many things. So everything I recommend to people, especially as you know, my own spirituality is just on hyperdrive at the moment. It has to resonate because I've, I've seen it with my clients. If it doesn't resonate, they're not gonna take on board anything I'm teaching them. And for me, of course, I'm a business, of course, I love money, but ultimately if I'm not say, serving my clients, then I don't feel as if I'm getting paid by the universe. And I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, it, it's also their responsibility. But from my end, 
I want to give them the maximum to completely help them, to, you know, to really transform their life, not just kind of go, oh, yeah, do this, do it, do that, do it, you know, do it, don't do it, don't do it. Um, because it just doesn't resonate with me. And I've also learned that if you're not changing your mindset, which is 80% of what I'm teaching people, then nothing else in your business is going to grow. And you can even say that in terms of your life, because it's your mindset that's holding you back. Because it's stopping you from taking action, it's stopping you from maybe exploring things, pushing you out of your comfort zone, um, and so many other blocks and limitations that you may have. One amazing exercise, because I'm the kind of person who never stops learning. So I'm always subscribing or learning from experts or you know, part of being coached by experts. So earlier this year, <clears throat> I followed this mindset coach, amazing, amazing man. And until I did an exercise with him, it had never dawned on me. Being a spiritual person, I'm always saying to people, declutter, declutter, clear your energy, create that space, do everything you need. And up until I was doing one of his exercises, it never dawned on me that we never in our lives said to people, declutter your mind, like you do your wardrobe. When have you heard somebody say, declutter your mind like you do your wardrobe in terms of your thoughts in terms of the past things that you're holding on to is that serving you now is that adding any benefit because remember your mind and what you're thinking is forming your identity as well and who you were 10 years ago is not necessarily who you are now but if you're holding on to the same thought pattern then guaranteed it is that's still that person that is so true because i think when you know i just turned 60 this year and you know i was kind of when i hit a milestone birthday i was you know you kind of look back on on your journey and i think to myself okay you know all right i can't maybe do you know an hour and a half straight a hit workout for instance whereas now I kind of break that up like it, and it's okay to readjust and I think many times um, good habits and bad habits are done out of what we think we owe ourselves when I think if we just kind of again take a step a step back and think of it in such a way as okay I may not be able to do it this way, but let me try it another way. And a lot of times the beauty in that, I think I know for myself is I learn more about myself as I respectfully age. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of like where this is going, you know, and we've always talked about lifestyle. And I, I just want to make another comment about that and get your input as well. I think many I, times that we buy into a certain idea. And I think if we just said, okay, none, none of the buying, let's look at investing in our lifestyle. I'm not going to think of exercise as exercise. I'm going to think about movement. So what would your suggestion be to someone who 
maybe has hit 50 or 60 and they're kind of looking back at their life thinking, okay, well, I can't do this. And it's just all discombobulated. I don't know what to do. Well, firstly, I would say take age away because age is a mindset. And I must say that 60, oh my God, I never would have thought it, you look amazing. Um, because the only reason age becomes a problem is if you make it that, if you use that as an excuse to justify why you can't do things. So take that out of the box, first of all. And then secondly, anybody who is hitting those decades, embrace it. You've still got a long life to live. We are changing genetically. We are changing um, the way that, you know, we live. It's a lot more healthier lifestyle than, you know, our parents' generation was. So therefore, we're living longer. Um, start to do little things. My lifestyle and what I've built up did not happen in one day, one hour, one minute, overnight. It was a buildup of the little things. It's just like if you're planning a journey, break it down. Because nobody gets in the car and goes, oh, yeah, I'm just going to get to Australia from, you know, the US. And it's just going to happen. You plan it. And then as you're going down the road, yes, I know there's going to be planes, trains, automobiles, but let's just go this, you know. For the sake of this hypothetical, you're driving. When you get in the car, you're not going to know what the roads are going to look like because you're you know, going through terrain and stuff that you haven't encountered. Life is exactly the same. You know your destination. You kind of have a vague idea of the things that you, you know, may need to do to get there. But you're allowing yourself the little steps you know, to get you there without getting overwhelmed, without thinking, how oh, on earth am I going to get to Australia? When actually you're breaking it down. I need to get into the car. I need to fill it with petrol. I need to make sure cars being serviced. I need to work out what potential route. Do I need to stop in places for overnight? So if you break down your goals or your life or your business or whatever it is that you want to be creating into those kinds of segments, so that you're not looking at just the end goal, which is what we tend to do. I need to lose 10 pounds by end of September because I need to have a beach body. And you get so overwhelmed with the end of September that you don't think that actually, let me just break it down a day at a time. I know that's my end goal, but just today, let me control my eating. Let me control that I exercise at least half an hour today. And then next day, do the same thing. And next day, do the same thing. So anybody who is feeling overwhelmed with, okay, I'm 50, I'm 60, what on earth am I going to do? Start small. You do not, Oprah says it so well. Just because you've seen somebody else accomplish something, you know, take Oprah, that magnitude, doesn't necessarily mean that your life will be as fulfilling if you reach that. Don't confuse money to happiness because you can be happy doing what you're doing, being part of your community, having family, friends around you, living with your dog, friends, whatever it may be, you know, just building your business without getting overwhelmed that you need to be the expert that you are following. 
because that might not be your dream. That's their dream, but find out what your dreams are. And it's okay for those dreams to be simple. The, the end goal is, are you happy? Because when you are, and hypothetically speaking, as they keep saying, when you are on your deathbed, the things you're gonna remember more are, was I happy? Did I have a fulfilling life? Did I spend it with the people that I wanted to? Rather than the regrets of, oh, I wish I'd done this, I wish I'd done that. So definitely stay positive. Definitely focus on what do I want to create now? Nothing is off the table unless you take it off the table. The universe, until the day we stop breathing, does not take anything off the table from us. We do that. So the world is literally your oyster. So what, what is it that you want to be doing? And it might be, okay, you want to retire and you want to travel. Go and travel. Make that happen. Find ways of doing the things that you want to do rather than being tied into what you think you need to be doing. And what I really tuned into what you were saying, I, I love everything that you're saying. Thank but you. You're so welcome. We are often the culprit of taking things off the table. Yeah. Guilty, right? Yeah. Oh, God, 100%. And that's where the mindset comes in, because we do that according to the mindset. Right. And I, nothing is off the table. And that's the beauty of each day. Yeah. If you want to start an online business, start an online business, start planning. And maybe you're still working. And I realize how overwhelming that can be, because I know when I started my entrepreneurship journey, mm -hmm. I was actually working full time. <laughs> and building up what I was doing and I'm not gonna lie I was dragging my feet sometimes and then I was laid off but what that taught me was I am capable so much more than I really thought I was like we I think we need to allow ourselves that time and grace look at things in a way like let, let's put stuff on the table like me, and of course, with this last, you know, last few years with the, you know, pandemic and everything happening in the world, things have changed dramatically. And I think in some ways, people are still trying to, you know, catch up with what is going on in the world. And I think if we look at things where we're putting it on the table, I love that analogy, instead of taking it off and don't equate the money with happiness. It's so true. And exactly what you were saying, the last two years have been game changers for all of us. I'm not even going to say, you know, just the minority, all of us at some way or another, it's impacted us, whether it's been positive, negative, or yeah, we're just overwhelmed. But the world is now getting back to normal. The world now is moving forward again. And it's, and if you are stuck, it's shaking yourself out of what happened in the last two years and going, I need to get back into the world. I need to be a part of it. And only you can do that. So in my eyes, I will not listen to anybody who's going to sit there saying to me, oh, yes, because of the pandemic, I can't do this now. Yes, two years. I give you two years, yes, 100%, we're in 2022. 
there is nothing stopping you now from you know traveling from um being online from talking to people from building a business that's not the pandemic that's stopping you or the economy yes i know the economy worldwide you know is adjusting and stuff is happening but that's just the way economy works if it wasn't going to be the pandemic it was going to be something else so you can't blame the economy because why on earth are the rich still getting richer it's not because you know, and I could um, bleep a lot of words that people think about the rich, but it's nothing to do with that. It's to do with the fact that they are still moving forward. They are doing the work. They are taking the actions. That's why they are richer. It's not because of them being given handouts. It's they are working for it. So it, be a part of this world again and, you know, move forward and realize that you have to take complete responsibility. And I'm not saying some, I am saying absolute complete responsibility for your role in your life today. So if you are not where you thought you were going to be, yeah, be harsh. Okay, what do I need to do and change? Don't sit there going into the past history of, oh, woe me and, you know, this happened. Yes, it happened. But now you're 40, 50, you know, 30 years on. You, new start every day is a new start and it's a new day if you think of it in that way then it's like okay what and where do I want to be today moving forward so it's always about moving forward moving forward from the trauma moving forward from the pain moving forward and healing yourself take responsibility for that because nobody is going to reach out and do that for you if they're not aware that you need that. That is so true. And I think a lot of our bad habits, if you will, are stuck in the past because we, you know, maybe something comes along and it triggers something that happened and we use that as an excuse. Uh, and I often talk about my my son's accident a lot, but with just with the express um, heartfelt um, journey that okay, I'm looking back, and yes, it happened, but now I see like so many blessings exactly of everything that has transpired, um, and it's just amazing. And and I think too when we look at past events, we can't, we can't go back, obviously. Yeah. And I, you know, when that, and I'm guilty of that, I'm not going to lie, things pop up and I'm like, oh, well, you know, this happened. Can't go back, number one. Number two, I don't want to stay there because if that was a, a terrible memory for me, why am I putting myself through that stressful event yet? again it's time to move forward and now i use the analogy and i get excited about talking about this is i put i have my foot on that gas that gas pedal like i am moving forward at maybe i'm at the daytona 500 like i don't know but i'm not taking my foot off the gas pedal not happening that's wonderful and i applaud you for that um i think People get overwhelmed with the, how do I get to that level? How do I get to the level of 
not taking my foot off the pedal and just kind of moving forward. And again, I would go back to break it down. You know, none of us got to where we are today by just putting our foot on the pedal and going, we're just going to go for it. We, you know, we had stop, start, stop, start diversions and everything else. It's been compassionate regarding your journey and other people's journey. By no means are we suggesting that, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're suggesting that life doesn't happen, life has happened to me, life has happened to Janice. Um, you spoke about it, but it's knowing that you can't keep holding onto that story because once you've grieved, once you've, you know, got over the pain, you can't, what you're holding onto is a story because the event happened, the pain happened. The person, if you were hurt by a person, they hurt you, they've moved on, they've gone somewhere else. Or the business, you know, that didn't survive and went down. Yeah, it's happened, it's gone. If you're keeping yourself in that space, then what you're actually doing is holding on to a story because that story is giving you comfort. That story is giving you the actions, behaviors, psychology to know that this is how I need to be, this is how I need to behave, this is how people will treat me accordingly, and all of that is familiar to me. And if I fix it, then I go into the unknown territory. And human beings, and even on a spiritual level, we hate the unknown. We like to control. We, you know, even on a spiritual level, the universe will provide when. <laughs> The word when will it provide? How is it going to provide? And and I'm guilty of it. I'm spiritual, but I'm also human, and I'm guilty of still asking those questions of when, why, what, you know, how. I need the results now. <laughs> oh my gosh! Patience. I hear you. The five Ws, right? There's an H in there too. Who, where, what, when, why, and how. Yeah, exactly. And, and that is all about control. And they say that manifestation in anything, you know, happens when you let go of control. Abraham Hicks says it so well. What you focus on is what you get. So if you've got 10 things, really positive, really wonderful happening in your life, but you focus on the one thing that you don't have, that's what you're going to be attracting more of. That's where the energy of acceleration is going to be happening. So your life is always going to feel heavy. It's always going to feel drained. It's always going to feel like you're struggling and challenging. Yet you've got so much that's happening that's good. Change the diversion. So say you've got 10 bad things happening and one great thing happening in your life. If you start to focus on that one good thing, and it's not saying that you're not acknowledging the nine things that aren't great. It's just that you're not giving them that energy you're not fueling them you're not going into your woe state but you're going into this i'm going to keep the foot on the pedal and i'm going to keep moving forward and i've learned blessings and so when you're in that mindset what happens is that the energy picks up on the acceleration so the nine things that maybe are not quite fitting in yet maybe causing a few challenges they all start to align with a um, positive and all of a sudden solutions and you know resolves start to happen with the nine that wasn't working 
energy is so powerful. Once people begin to understand how energy and mindset affects everything around you, including your life and what you're manifesting, that, that, that's a gold nugget. And that is logic and spiritual combined, which is what I'm all about. Oh my gosh, that is so true. And I just want to add to that. And as you were describing that, you know, your energy and your mindset affects everything. I've known that, right? But I, I really felt that today. And, and I kind of, you know, look back at my journey with my son. And what it made me think of too was, it's okay to say no. Yes. Because no does not, is, is a full sentence and it does not need an explanation. And it was like that hit me. And now I have to put my foot on the, the pedal just a little bit faster. I, I like started thinking metaphorically and spiritually what that truly meant for me. That is yeah. amazing. No, that, that is huge. I mean, I remember when I learned in coaching terms, boundaries, saying no, that was a huge thing. I, I didn't even know what it meant because we grow up and more so women and by no means to, am I um, being disrespectful to men, but I'm a woman. So I need to know from this point of view, but more so women, because we tend to put everybody else ahead of us. And we are the kind that can't say no to people because if we, we're letting them down, we're, we're, you know, what will they think about us? They're going to, you know, and all of this subconsciously, culturally, societally um, is, is just in us. And the first time you learn to say no to something, I bet you felt guilty as hell. I bet you felt that you, this person is going to judge me. They're going to ditch me. They're not going to be my friend. They won't talk to me. They're, you know, that, that's it. And, and all of those things. And that person has probably gone, oh, okay, fine. I'll, I'll just move on to the next person who's available. Because remember, we all have a network. We don't just have one person that is our source of everything. So if I have a friend who I want to call up because I'm having a bad day and I just we need to ah, out to her, if she's not available, I'll just pick up the phone and call another friend. And that's what we do. So never think that you're letting anybody down when you learn boundaries, because at the end of the day, boundaries are there because they're teaching us how we want to be treated by people. When we don't have boundaries, we're allowing people to treat us how they want to treat us because they think, oh yeah, you know, she'll do this for me, she'll do that for me, she'll do that. But when we start putting the boundaries up, all of a sudden we're, we're teaching them that you need to respect me. We're not teaching them that you need to be out of my life. I don't like you. I hate you. You're just teaching them, no, I respect me and you need to respect me. But in a subconscious loving way, because it's not assertive, it's just giving them that subconscious of, ah, oh, okay, this person's changed. I can't take advantage of them anymore. So that's basically what, you know, and it's so powerful. 
saying no is so powerful. It sure is. Oh my gosh. Wow. I could chat for hours with you. Like this has been such an, another amazing conversation. Um, can you share with our guest Anvila how our listeners and viewers can get in touch with you? Everything is under my name, anvilanath.com is my website. Um, but if you want to get in touch with me the quickest, then excuse my dog, um, then it's anvila underscore math on Instagram. And I'm basically a lot more active there. So that would be the primary to get hold of me via that. But just Google me, Ambila Nath, and I'll come up. Perfect. And now I will obviously make sure that all of that information is in the show notes. Oh my gosh, I'm like smiling ear from ear for those who will be listening to the replay um, on the audio. Always an amazing conversation. I am always enlightened in such a way when we've had these conversations to, you know, hey, like, I'm excited, like what's the next adventure for me? And I wish, and I know for those viewing and listening, this will certainly happen for you because you just heard the girl next door of spirituality give us so much amazing information. I wanna thank you so much for being on the Truly Your VA podcast today. And truly you will be back, I know you will. I look forward to it. I mean, it's always such an honor and thank you so much. I, I, I love our conversations. I love what comes out and I'm constantly getting downloads. So a lot of this is what the listeners need to hear. Absolutely. If you have a story to share, if you want to get in contact with Ambila, we will um, obviously, as I said, make sure all of her information is in, in the show notes. And the perfect way, of course, to get a hold of her is through the Instagram. Oh my gosh, I have to stop babbling because I have a lot of notes and I'm just like so excited. Anyways, everyone, we hope that you will come back. Remember, Truly Your BA podcast with Janice is the amazing podcast for business online entrepreneurs to connect, collaborate, and engage. And we hope. Truly, that you are all engaged today. Thank you again so much, and we'll see you again real soon. Bye for now. <laughs>